0: I was so taken by this man's like, honestly, pure love, like the way that he was reaching out and the way that he communicated with me. It just felt like the entire time it felt like an enormous hug. And I just kept telling him, this feels like a hug. This feels like a hug. This feels like a hug. And it feels like love. And he kept saying, it is, it is love.
1: This is episode number 523 with Julie Finding Love in Unexpected Places. I'm super excited to share Julie's story in just a minute. She is a longtime client and called me with some exciting news at last week and I just said we have to do a podcast about this because it's too good just to share with me. So we want to share it with with the whole world. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Wiener. Welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date, as we might find out today. And if you want some support on your journey to lasting love, I wrote a book and it's called Becoming a Woman of Value How to Thrive in Life and Love. Whether you're single or in a relationship, you will be inspired to play. A bigger game and succeed in all areas of life and love by working on your core confidence in three key areas. The three pillars of core confidence are show up, stand up, and speak up. And that's what the book is all about. You can find it now on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And this week's tip from the book on becoming a woman of value is step number 24 Practice saying no. We often are stuck in our people pleasing saying yes to things that we mean no for. And so we need to really know our yeses and nos. There's a lot of nos in there. Some of them are K N O Ws and some of them are N-O-S. But we really, once we're clear what we want to say no to, we can take that pause and say no in real time instead of saying yes and then trying to backpedal and then say no. So if there's anything in your life right now that you are saying yes to when you mean no, just start with one small step, say no to one person and see how it feels because I can pretty much guarantee you that you're gonna feel much more aligned with your truth when you start to say no when you mean no. And before I bring Julie on, I want to welcome to you, if you're not yet a member, to join our Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And we are a fabulous group of women who are all looking for a positive, growing, uh, kind, safe space to talk about dating, talk about relationships, so if you're a woman over 40, and you are interested in a dynamic, wonderful, supportive group, come and join us at your last first date. And now for Julie. Julie is, as I said, a longtime client. She is has become a friend. Uh, we have even met in person. I love her, and I can't wait to share her story with you. Welcome, Julie.
0: Thank you. It's so good to be with you,
1: Sandy. Thanks for having me on. Julie, as I said, hired me about, we just figured out about nine years ago, she first came to me. And so Julie, can you tell our audience, why did you first reach out to hire me?
0: I uh, was just starting to date and I'd gone on eHarmony by myself and I met somebody. <laughs> I had the strange situation, maybe this has happened to other people, but the literally the first person that came my way was uh whoosh whoa (laughs) what's this (laughs) so uh it was a pretty great connection and there was a lot of chemistry and I was new to this and I made a lot of mistakes (laughs) and uh and uh kind of everything went too fast and it wasn't it wasn't the real thing and I didn't know enough um about dating to you know not make those mistakes again, I think. Um, and I wanted to learn from it and process it. And I can't remember how I found you, Sandy, but I just knew when I found you, you were the person <laughs> that was just such an easy connection with you and I just felt like you got it and you were just kind and you know, just um, warm and your approach I just loved from the beginning and you understood what I'd just been through and you helped me so much. Through the years, just continuing to lean on you when, you know, I've needed either encouragement or, you know, stay in the game (laughs) or to process or to process the things that have gone wrong, uh, which there have been a few, you know, so that happens when you're,
1: when you're dating. Yeah. Dating is a lot of ups and downs. And so just to tell our audience a little background. Also, you were divorced after how many years of marriage?
0: I was married a total of twenty years, and we we were separated for the last five of those years. Um, Stayed married, our kids were early teens, and we wanted we had a unique situation. We were really fortunate to both be on the same page. We wanted to stay together as a family for our kids, and we did successfully. Separated, but um, my my ex husband is still a dear friend and so I'm very very fortunate in that sense um but I've been div- I got divorced in 2014 yeah so I I started dating just before as we were finalizing our divorce
1: and so that first man that you met right out of the gate and this happens a lot by the way I I I think that when that happens, often we think, okay, wait, this is too fast, or this, is, this can't be real because it happened too quickly. And in your case, it wasn't really a lasting relationship, it was a good learning experience, but for a lot of people, it really is the one that is right for them. And it just feels like, well, no, there, there have to be red flags. So just putting it out there for anybody out there who is meeting people right away, it can work. It's not common for it to work but it can and I've had clients where it has worked and you know they just keep saying are you sure you know so they did keep dating other people just to make sure and they kept coming back to this person So with, in your case you meet this guy, And in some ways, it was a great connection. But can you tell us a little about what wasn't working? And what was the confusion? And you know, what did you need to work through?
0: As one of my good friends said at the time that he was like the coke in the desert, (laughs) where, (laughs) where I had, you know, just not had a connection in so long, and then to feel that connection, which I I think looking back, it was um, probably I was pretty wowed by the intellectual connection that was possible that I thought was there, because I was lacking that piece, and so seeing that was or feeling that was like, oh, that's possible, and that's that's awesome. And then the you know the, the the chemistry was really great in the beginning, and and that was all just like my friend said, a coke in the desert. It was not. Um, it, 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 I think in the end, what, what happened was it went too quickly and I didn't uh, know how to tell what was real and what was not real. It was also a question of processing how upset I was by the fact that it didn't work out, like, and, and, and feeling kind of, I think a lot of shame around the fact that I, it didn't work and that, I, that I thought it was this and I didn't know myself. Did I not know myself well <laughs> enough? And, you know, all those self-doubts that came into play again about, you know, being in a relationship with somebody. I don't know. It's just looking back on all those experiences. And then when you do find what's real, you look back and you're like, oh yeah, (laughs) it, it, it just, just hold out, just hold out, just hold out because all those things that don't feel right or didn't work out. Yeah. It's, it's all just information. It's all just information.
1: I think that so many can relate to what you're sharing because when you first start dating after divorce and you hadn't dated in such a long time, and this is a whole new world of dating. I mean, you're, you're online dating. You don't even know what the heck it is and what you're doing and how to write a profile and how to search and what you're looking for. And so often we look for the opposite of what we had, you know, like you said, some of the intellectual connection was missing for you and I can relate to that. I had a similar approach to dating after my divorce because I think it's common to want to have what you felt was missing, but we don't always know the more subtle parts of what's missing, which are more important parts, you know, the, the real connection parts and what to look for, what the red flags are. And it brings up, like you said, a lot of vulnerabilities and it can bring up shame when we haven't really processed all of our feelings around relationships and we don't really understand ourselves. So it's kind of like you were in the infant stages of dating and you had a lot of growth over the last nine years. So tell us a little bit about the growth and some of the insights that you learned both through coaching. And I know you're an avid reader and podcast listener, and you do a lot of things to support yourself. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: After being married for 20 years, you know, focused on that one relationship, on raising kids, on work, you lose yourself in a lot of ways. You can lose yourself. And I had lost big parts of myself. Um, I'd gained a lot of parts being a mom and work. And I think I just lost touch with what made me feel alive, though. I think partly it was that and partly kind of having to do my own work to figure out what I wanted to do next in life, which, what would make me feel alive, what, what uh, separate from being in relationship with somebody. um, But what fed me, what fed my soul independent of being with somebody or not being with somebody. So there was work to do in that realm. And I did a lot of work in that realm and fortunately have found work that is super fulfilling that I just, I mean, couldn't have been a better fit for me, but it took a while from you, Sandy, I think I, I learned a lot about figuring out red flags, <laughs> figuring out what I want, you know, trying to put words to it through feeling it with somebody and um, and having that kind of wrap around in my mind and my heart of what I'm what I want and also what I definitely don't want um, being really, really clear about what I don't want. And I've had to learn that through a couple other, you know, another relationship. I learned more about that um, and just became clearer. And so, I don't know, looking back, it looks like just practice. (laughs) These years have had some years of practice, some years of practice and being alone. I am somebody who does need a lot of time alone. So I haven't minded, although sometimes it's, you know, been a little bit discouraging going back on the dating scene and not having any connections, sometimes you can feel like it's almost worse to have sometimes experiences of such intense lack of connection (laughs) than just not having any connection at all, if that makes sense. Um, The disappointments can be like, oh, that's just, oh, here we go again. There's been so much that I've learned, uh, learning to let go of all the things that I thought were necessary for me. (laughs) And you helped me a lot with that as well. Things like, you know, Somebody needs to have a certain education level. Someone needs to have a certain, you know, whatever they are. Those things are not as important as how you feel. You helped me so much in this too, is learning to feel with my heart and not and get out of my head. Um, because I I definitely was very in my head about a lot of this. What I found is when you find what's real, it's your heart that is gonna tell you what's what's good and what's not good. That's really powerful. That, that has been a real powerful lesson for me.
1: Yeah, that's that's huge. Most of us lead with our heads and we intellectualize, we judge harshly, we make assumptions and I've seen you really transform in this way. You know, it's it's very easy to go in with just disappointment and, oh, here's another one. That I'm not connecting with or because he has this that must mean that and I think we're we're all guilty of that I think that most of us grow up in in ways where that keeps us safe on a level to be able to assess people and yes it's true we do need to be able to suss out the red flags the true red flags but we often feel that things are red flags when they're not And I I know that, you know, we come in with so many lists and check boxes. And so really honing it down to how do I want to feel with this person? That's such a game changer, you know, And, and it helps you to recognize and to trust your recognition when it finally comes. And so let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> um, I mean, we could talk about other relationships, but I, I know we all want to hear about this man that you called me about. So tell us a little bit about how you met and 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 what happened, because you had to do this work to, to be able to prepare for this person in your life right now. Yeah, I do feel
0: that I had to do the work to be ready for this, for sure. I've always been, well, <laughs> again, kind of coming back into who I am myself, trying to do that independent of a relationship, part of that has been reconnecting to a place that I've always had a passion for, which is Italy. And I speak Italian and I spent I spent 10 years in Europe and I, I just have this intense connection to that country, to the people, to the language. And so in December of last year, a friend and I, a friend who also speaks Italian, we decided, okay, COVID's not over, but we're getting on a plane and we're going to Italy, even though it's December, it's going to be cold, it's going to be rainy, but I had friends in Rome, she had friends in Tuscany, and we did, and we went to uh, see her friends in Tuscany, and we had to stay in what's called an agriturismo, which is a, um, it's like a farm that a lot of people have turned into tourism businesses, um, and they're lovely, and you stay um, in beautiful, uh places in the countryside and you experience the food and the culture and the farm life and and different people run these different uh, farms and they're just wonderful places to stay although i have to say i was kind of upset that we had to stay in one i wanted to stay in a hotel in the town where her friends were because i thought oh now we have to rent a car and drive back and forth and drive at night and all that so but um we got to this this uh, agriturismo, and the the couple that uh, had opened it up just for us to stay there because it was winter time. They had uh, invited friends for dinner, well, some of their Italian friends. So we were about twelve people total, and um, it was just lovely in this gorgeous, you know, old stone building with the table set for twelve people in a rectangle, and just you know, beautiful Italian food and wine, and and the whole. I mean, just imagine it's it was just so beautiful. And when I walked in, um, not feeling it because I was thinking, oh, I was kind of jet lagged. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure I want to be at this dinner and I have to talk to people and I'm tired. And when I walked in, the woman who was hosting us said, oh, i just give you a little bit of a rundown of who's here, the so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. And, and she mentioned at one point, and there's a man here who is, uh, his business is bringing people to Italy for experiential travel. And he's a dear friend. He's been here for doing this business for 20 years and he lives in Brussels and he's Italian. And I just said, oh, I'm <laughs> not even thinking I lived in Brussels. And she said, oh, okay, let me see you with you know, him and uh, another man who lived in Brussels. So I sat next to uh, this man and, um, and we basically had a bubble of four hours just talking with each other <laughs> practically the entire evening and um, it was lovely. And I, I, I just thought that's a lovely person. And that was that evening. And then um, the next morning he emailed me and asked me if, if we could stay in touch. And from there, it, we stayed in touch and tell the rest of the story, but that was how we met <laughs> anyway. And it was just a, a gorgeous way to meet somebody because I was so in my happy place. It was just a beautiful, beautiful thing to meet somebody in that
1: happy place. Yeah. And I remember when you came back and you got in touch with me and we had a coaching session and you said, I met this amazing guy and I was totally myself, which is really important. Like you were in that happy place and just totally present, which doesn't happen very often on dates, especially first dates. And you were a little concerned because here you made this great connection and you'd made great connections before. And you thought, oh, well, I don't know if it's going to become anything. And you also were wondering if he had a partner who was a romantic partner, because you knew he had a partner for business. So you stayed connected. And I remember you were like going to practice your Italian and and just kind of have these scheduled video chats and right. And, and then um, one day you asked him, about this partner, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, tell us about that. It
0: was yes. It was it was his partner of twenty years and someone he lived with, wasn't married to, but um, long time relationship. And at the same time, he was deepening a relationship with me, definitely an emotional connection. So we were skyping a lot, and we were um, he was writing to me a lot. And it wasn't he wasn't approaching me in a romantic way. He was approaching me as wanting to get to know me. And as a, as developing a friendship, although after a while of that (laughs) deepening that it was obvious to both of us that there were feelings there and that, you know, I had to figure out how to manage that and he had to figure out how to manage that. And, um, and I didn't know a lot about his relationship. I didn't really want to talk about that. We were just getting to know each other. I was cautious because I, you know, kind of heard about, you know, men having emotional affairs and what does that mean? And I didn't want to be part of, you know, something like that. That was something just feeding him and not feeding me, but it just felt so real. (laughs) Just the whole thing just felt so like on a level I'd never connected with anyone on before that, And I could see, I could see through him, he could see me and I could see him, I could see that there was something real there. And so still, it was a question of how to manage that. What does that mean? How is that? What do we do? What do we do?
1: Yeah. And you knew yourself well enough by this time to say, I'm not interested in developing something where it's not going to go anywhere, where I'm going to be the the other woman, where I'm not going to be respected, because you had been through that already. And so you were clear, like we said before, about what you wanted and needed, if this was to develop into anything more. So you were kind of cautiously maybe dealing with all this, but maybe a little optimistic that this might develop. Did you have optimism or were you not even going there at this point?
0: That's a good question. I think that I was so taken by this man's like, honestly, pure love, like the way that he was reaching out and the way that he communicated with me. It just felt like the entire time it felt like an enormous hug. And I just kept telling this feels like a hug. This feels like a hug. This feels like a hug. And it feels like love. And he kept saying it is, it is love. I don't know what it is, but there's love. And so, and so, yeah, I was, I, I don't know that it was very confusing I have to say it was confusing <laughs> yeah and and I was I was optimistic in the sense that oh I'm learning what that feels like even if it's not with him I'm learning what that feels like and it feels so good and it feels so natural and it feels so easy and it's like oh wow that's possible so just even knowing it was possible was an optimistic thing for me and then I I thought you know well there's something there's something there and and maybe it will play out, you know, and maybe it's something in for five years from now, who knows, who knows, um, I could think that long term about it too I could think you know there's something there's some reason he keeps reaching out it's not a, just an emotional affair, I could I could feel that um, and. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, but I, I looked at it like, maybe it's for another, another lifetime. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, who knows? Who knows?
1: You didn't just have this like fantasy about him. You were very feet on the ground, but also really appreciating the connection that you had. And I love the way you describe it, you know, that it's like a hug and also that felt sense of what love feels like. I think a lot of people don't even know what that will feel like. And so when you haven't felt that kind of connection before and you keep yearning for it, you keep kind of settling for some of it and then some red flags are there and it's not working. And so, like you said earlier, when you find something that's really real and feels really good, that makes the waiting worth it and it also makes sense of the past relationships why it was so hard why it felt like a missing piece was something was missing let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by amazon music unlimited you can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations plus you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices. Your smartphone, your tablet, your PC or Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled devices like the Amazon Echo. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. You're kind of in but not fully in because that's not safe and also not realistic at this point. And then something changed. What happened?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I was going back to Italy in June. I had a a five-week trip planned with a friend, most of it with a friend, um, to study Italian, to travel to places that we had never explored before. The same friend that I went to Italy in December with. He said, we need to meet, we need to see each other and I wanna see you and I'm gonna be in Italy and I'm gonna be in Italy for the time that you're there. I'm making plans to be there when you're there and I'd like to meet you in the beginning, the middle and the end of your stay and we'll just see what happens in terms of the connection. And and I thought to myself, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, what does that look like? You know, I know we're both going to, we wanna explore what this is to see if this is something real and at the same time it's like if it's real for me what does that mean for him i what what happens i cuz i'm not going to be like you said i'm not going to be somebody's other person i struggled because i'm a person of you know right or wrong <laughs> i like to you know think that i i choose the right thing to do i got help with that i had some supportive friends i had some a therapist i had I think I spoke with you too, and the people who had understood on some level what this was through me encouraged me to go see what it was, and to be clear about if there was something, what my position was. So I got really clear on that, and it was still a little bit scary to go, um, but I'm so glad I did. (laughs) I'm so glad I did. (laughs) Break that rule, right? Like whatever, maybe my own rule of, you know, like, oh, no, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not right, because there's nowhere that can go. Right.
1: right. And he has a yeah. partner. And what does this even yeah. mean? And is he looking for a hookup? And I mean, yes. who knows? Like, is this just going to crash and burn? I mean, there's a million. Who's going to get could've... hurt? Who's going to get right. hurt? Right,
0: Somebody's going to get hurt. Someone's yeah. going to get hurt and being willing to be like, OK, someone is going to get hurt and it's OK, because it's it. if it's real, then it's OK.
1: Yeah. But that's all the risk that's involved in love, because love is all about taking risks and not playing it totally safe because otherwise we don't have intimacy. You get to Italy and you're going to meet him middle, beginning, middle and end. So tell us about the first encounter.
0: Well, it was really unexpected the way we ended up meeting because I was supposed to fly down to Calabria, which is the tip of the boot in Italy. And we had planned to spend four days in Calabria, which is gorgeous. And I'd never been, neither had he, but he had planned all that. And uh, and I was going to meet him. He was going to pick me up at the airport there and we were going to drive an hour. And then uh, plans changed because I was supposed to go up to Amsterdam before that to see some family and uh, they all got COVID. So I ended up staying in Italy. I was in Rome and he ended up coming to pick me up in Rome. Well, the night before he came to pick me up, I broke my, a bone in my foot (laughs) at a friend's house. (laughs) So, so I spent the morning uh, of the next day in the emergency room in Rome, uh, using my Italian. That was quite a test. And and went back to my hotel limping to meet him. And um, which was lovely when we met, it was lovely. We met on the terrace of the hotel where I was staying and it was a huge hug and just all those, I mean, it was it was even obvious from that first hug that there was something, you know, very real about this. And and then our first, if you want to call it, uh, date together was to go get me a, a walking boot. We walked, <laughs> we we limped me over to the closest orthopedic store and, and fitted me for a walking boot. And the next morning we left uh, to drive six hours down to Calabria. And that was the start of our first time together.
1: Very sexy first date. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I have heard this from so many people that when they have seen their now partner um, caring for them in some way or caring for someone else, like I remember one woman who's been married a long time, she said, the moment she knew he was going to be her husband was when her sister was sick with cancer and how he showed up. And so how somebody shows up when the times are not good or when they're hard says a lot about a person. So it sounds like he was very caring. I I had a date once with a broken toe and I showed up, I'm limping and he, he didn't even ask me how I felt. He didn't say anything. And it, it was clear to me, this guy is not. They're good, a good fit for me. So that that is a good sign.
0: It was beautiful, yeah. In fact, he 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 just as we were walking to this shop, which wasn't that far, I was in pain, and he kept asking me to slow down. He said, "We have all the time. We have all uh-huh. the time. You have to slow down. You have to slow down. You have to nice. slow down." And and then we talked about the fact that broken bone in my foot and that walking boot allowed us to just slow down mm. and to be present with each other, and for me to be present more in Italy and during my time there, but also with each other. And it just ended up being wonderful because we just focused a lot less on what we were going to do together than the time that we could just be together and connect. So Mm. this turned out to be a a, a nice, a nice way to experience something that looked on its surface like something horrible.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, you're laughing about it now, but it was painful. And he was so supportive and empathic, which is lovely and says a lot about his character, which is also an important character trait for you. You still had this other woman in the picture. And so how did you deal with that?
0: Well, it worked out that I I didn't have to. I was prepared to be clear about if we agreed that there's something here, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And if you want to go figure out your life, then go figure out your life and let me know. Meaning <laughs> if you're free, things just, I mean, I don't know, it sounds like a fairy tale and it, it is a fairy tale, but our first night just talking and, and, and then the, he went down to the ocean the next morning and I couldn't go down because it were all these steps But he came back and he, Told me how he started to share about that relationship and all the years that he's been struggling, and that he'd talked to a therapist about the fact that he was in touch with me, he was very open about it, and that his therapist had said, You know, that's going to really affect your main relationship. Are you, you know, how committed are you to your main relationship? And at the time, he had said 50% which he said surprised him when he said it and so he shared that with me and that we that that next night there was this huge huge storm it was just crazy like the trees were like going sideways and and we had separate uh, rooms in this little house we were staying in and i thought i had heard him go outside during the storm and it turns out in the morning he told me he spent about five hours out in the storm, under covered, but in the storm, experiencing it. It was a storm inside of him. It was him, you know, metaphorically processing. And, and the next morning he said, you know, it's, it's, it's down from 50% to 0% and I want to be free. And I want, because I don't want to lose you. And, and I, at that point, had to be clear about, you know, <laughs> the fact that I didn't want somebody to to make that decision based on me. That was heavy for me. I'd been through that before with my ex-husband. That's how we ended up starting our relationship was him breaking a relationship with a very long-term relationship as well. And I didn't want to first of all be that woman who breaks up people's relationships. (laughs) I mean, that just felt not good. And then also to have somebody then turn to you and say, okay, I did that, you're my life now, right? Without really having the time to explore and to know myself whether this is what I want. So I was very afraid of that. And I had already expressed that to him before, but he was very clear that he was going to go back and break it and that, you know, he didn't want to lose me and whatever happens, happens and it's the right thing to do in any event because he's realized through meeting me what he does want, whether it works out with us or not, time will tell. But it was a moment I just, I was crying because I, I just thought I, I, I'll tell you what my position was going to be, but I didn't even have to, say it first. What was, that was beautiful too, that it was his decision and it wasn't me saying anything. And then a lot of things came out about why he had to make that decision anyway. And so that also felt better. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's one of the hardest things he'll ever have had to do, but if it's the right thing for himself, then that's all that
1: matters. Really tough, really tough. Mm -hmm. And based on your history, even an added layer of toughness and yet Like you knew yourself, you knew what you needed and wanted you. And he knew that he had to be clear in order to be with you. There's a whole bunch of rules out there that you don't date for at least a year after a relationship ends. And how do you trust that when somebody leaves for somebody else, it's going to work out, right? There's all these questions that are based on what you, what you read and what you see out there. And yet you kind of went for it and um, broke a bunch of rules. And (laughs) you went to meet him knowing that you had this feeling in your heart that you wanted to explore, even though he was with somebody. So knowing that he was already moving towards that direction anyway, but what made you kind of trust this inner knowing, given all these outside rules?
0: Because it just felt so real. And he was so clear about it. He could tell me through his actions, through his words, through his um, who he is, through our connection, I felt love. I felt real love. I didn't feel any, and he was always saying, it's not about desire, this is not about, and we had six months of getting to know each other over hours and hours and hours and hours of Skype on a very deep emotional level. And even though I could say, okay, that also was like, what am I doing? Because he's with somebody and he's emotionally attaching to me. I can feel it. I can feel it. But it was so deep and so real and so easy and so natural that I knew it was, I knew it was real. I knew he had already expressed it, how real it was. And it wasn't about having a fling at all. So I I just, I felt it. I guess maybe I knew on some level that if it was going to be real, then he would have a decision to make and that's up to him out of my control, right? And, uh, but that I knew that that had to be the decision or else there was nothing else was going to happen.
1: And with all the work that you've done, you you recognized that feeling was the most important thing. That, yeah. and the connection so that you had, You had a real relationship. You didn't have just a kind of online dating meet, you know, a couple of times and then get into a relationship. You really developed a friendship, which I think is so key to really know somebody through months and months of long conversations that were deep and you align on a lot of values as well. So tell us a little bit about what you love about this man. And, and then I would love to have you share also about where are you now?
0: One of the things I love so much is that he has felt like a hug from the beginning that he is, I think, I think he is so in touch with who he is and the love inside of him and he so values love. He just very deep. I remember one of the first things he asked me as we were getting to know each other, he said, you know, I did this personal growth program during COVID. And it was so like, so such a strong experience for me. And one of the exercises that I was asked to do was to ask five people in my life, what they appreciate about me. And it wasn't easy to ask, but the answers were so beautiful. And would you, would you consider doing that with your friends and who people close to you? And then we could share, would you like to share that? And I was like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Like, of course I'd want to, do something like that I mean I was a little scared too to ask but it was the most beautiful exercise Sandy because I asked 10 people including both of my children and the answers I got I keep them whenever I'm feeling down I look at the it's like a treasure chest of what people wrote to me including my own kids it was the most I highly recommend it to everyone to do that exercise and then to share it with somebody like that, it was just so beautiful to see what people appreciate about him and what people appreciate about me. And it was his way of saying, I, from the beginning, I want to know you and I want to know you. I want to know you deeply. Right. And that's also what I kept feeling from the beginning. And that I still feel is this is somebody who we said from the beginning, it feels like two aliens came down to earth, met at a dinner, recognized each other. We're from the same planet. Oh my God, you're here too. And, <laughs> and then it was like, what do we do with that? Right. Like, what does that mean? Like never had that feeling right before. And there's something that that's why he's like, I couldn't not, I couldn't not explore that. So because yeah. <laughs> I've never felt that either. And so there's just, a, there's a deep, deep connection and on soul level, on, you know, emotional, intellectual, just being able to talk about anything. We had Skype sessions that just went, I mean, we literally would have to close the Skype session and out and you could just kind of feel like, ah, uh, no, don't go, <laughs> right? That feeling too, like, wait, no. And, and, and we're just, I think also the beautiful thing that's so amazing is that we're just both on the same page with all of it. We just both keep looking at each other going, Where did you come from? How is this possible? Is a feeling that neither of us have ever had. So I think that that's just also, you know, just, and then not to mention, you know, I think he's, I think he's gorgeous chemistry is off the charts. The, you know, the um, he's, he has, oh, one thing I just love so much about him is he has A lovely friendships, friendships, friendships all over the place, deep friendships, long-term friendships family good family relationships good relationships with his kids I mean that was so important to me and I have the same I'm just both blessed with that and could share that and could share with people and you know just wanting to share all this joy too with all these special people in our lives has been lovely that's part of it I could go on but
1: yeah (laughs) I can just see how lit up you are and it's it's so much of the values that were so important to you and the things that you value most in life and here's this person who lives across the world, basically, and you have this chance meeting at a place that you didn't even want to go to. And it, often it's the unexpected places. It is the putting yourself out there, just saying, you know, COVID, COVID was hard for a lot of people. We felt very isolated. I remember speaking to you many times during COVID where you just wanted connection and So finally you find connection and you're able to connect over distance and feel a connection with somebody who comes from a totally different background. And I think that's another place people get tripped up. We have to have the same background. We have to have that sense of familiarity just because we grew up in the same city or we have a similar religious background or some other thing that we think is going to connect us. And it's often not very deep. It's it's familiar but it's not necessarily the right connection and so opening yourself up to somebody who could come from a different background a different race a different religion a different everything than you ever imagine when you're tuning into values into how you want to feel to having common goals and common dreams which you also have and i would love to hear more about that that's what you're really looking for and there's an ease, it shouldn't be hard in the beginning to have a conversation with somebody. Like, you know, we we connect with the wrong people and it's like, we're, we're trying too hard to connect. And so here's this four hour conversation right at the start. And from there, it was just like, let's stay connected. There was something about the two of you that just was drawn like a magnet together. So tell us, I know you have some pretty exciting Dreams for the future with him. And that was something else that was important. He was kind of a nice to have, but it's uh, it's becoming a possible reality for you. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I keep saying, you know, it's like already the person is so beautiful, and then on top of it, I don't think I could have placed an order for something <laughs> more beautiful than not only this person, but what he also offers me in terms of. His work and his go- his goals, and my goals, and how they they completely mesh in terms of this passion for Italy. He he's had a business for 22 years, bringing people to Italy, and he is Italian. We we actually speak in Italian, which is also beautiful. Uh, his work is to uh, find the best places, people, experiences for people to know that country on a deeper level, and that's always been my passion. And I've you know um, not been able to live it during the time of, you know, marriage and kids and work. And I'm, I, I feel like I'm going back to who I really am, that explorer who has this passion for this country. And so, um, and one of the things that he, I think wanted to see and me and getting to know me also in a physical sense in my presence was he said, I have this feeling, I just have this feeling that you're going to be the person who can go and connect with people the way I like to connect with people that it's heart to heart and which he didn't have with his relationship. And he was realizing he wanted to spend more and more of his time, even apart from his business in Italy, just being in Italy, that's where he wants to end up. And he didn't want her with him because she just doesn't, she's just not the person who could connect in the same way that he likes to connect. One of the things that we did do with my broken foot was we did go out once to a a social enterprise farm that he had found he's like I just want to go visit this farm I think you're going to really enjoy it too and we went and met this man who had started this farm 20 years ago to help uh, kids that have just gotten out of juvenile detention have a place to have work and purpose and community and um, also helping mentally challenged uh, youth Uh, it was the most beautiful thing we went and spent three hours with this man with all these people these young people and we both came away and got in the car and cried together and just said this is this is this is us this is what we want to do and you know come please come and join me and in, in my work in italy i want to turn some of this work into this type of you know experience for people this is who you are this is kind of work i've been doing and you know it, it just all it just all <laughs> meshes it just all meshes and it's almost like and he just sent me you know his itinerary for. September and October of seven weeks of receiving motorcycle trips that are coming in. And I'm going over there to join him for, you know, the, 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 the work that he's doing and the, and the exploration that we can have, uh, while he's there, um, you know, to explore what's our place, where where are our places, who are our people, who, who do we want to find? It's just all about exploration. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's dreamy. It's dreamy. I I, I literally, I don't think I literally could have dreamt it
1: up. That was what you wrote in your email. You're like, I have something to share with you and it's better than I could have ever ordered. And I'm like, let's talk now. I want to hear about <laughs> this. It was so exactly. exciting. That's what
0: it feels like for both yeah. of us. And that's also what's so nice is, I was going to go off what you were saying before is that nothing has ever felt easier. It's nothing has ever felt easier and more natural. And it's it blows us away because we just keep kind of like, there's been a lot of crying about how beautiful it is. And, and there's just a lot of wonder, like, how can this happen? And how can it be so easy? And how can it feel so natural? And like, you just like, you just know, you just know, I never had that, like, expectation. So what, one of the things that I would say, you know, that I learned, and I would hope others <laughs> could try to, it's hard until you get there, but to try to overcome that doubt, right? Like to, to dream big, to dream big, to let yourself dream, to not put limitations on everything, I guess. is just, I don't know, when you get hit with something that you're like, wow, I didn't even know that was possible. You start to realize that things are definitely possible.
1: I love that. I almost feel like we should just end here, but I I want to say (laughs) that you really came full circle, Julie. Like you began dating to reclaim who you had lost and you found it, right? But it, it takes time and it takes effort and it takes inner work and it takes a lot of letting go of expectations, of limitations, of judgments. It takes a lot of self-knowing to know, to recognize when it does show up because you could have easily left Italy. And first of all, you could have easily not gone to Italy, but you could have not gone to this place. You could have not... Cons- continue. You could have said to yourself, well, this isn't going to go anywhere. Why should I even talk to him? You could have said, I'm not going to return to Italy and see him because he's still in a relationship. I mean, it could have taken many, many other turns, but you had done the work to get here. And I want to really hammer that home to people who think, oh, well, this just became this easy thing (laughs) because it just happened overnight. But we're talking about nine years ago, Julie reached out to me because she had just started dating and was confused about how to get it right. And you even gave me a a whole book that you had created of all the dating tips and advice that you had collected over the years. That's so funny. I
0: remember now I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're, you're a student of love and relationships and, and your own inner knowing. I mean, you never stop growing and learning and you've done your own work in this in, in this kind of direction in terms of what you're going to be doing with him, you've worked with refugees, you've worked with people who are underprivileged. I mean, you're always connecting to people. You have such a big heart. I, and I remember seeing Facebook posts during COVID where you were raising money for different causes um, to help people who were underprivileged. And so your your heart is is so big and you finally met somebody who could meet you where you are and see you and appreciate you and vice versa and i i am thrilled for both of you i i'm really looking forward to you calling me in a, in a year and saying sandy it's even better than i expected like you kept saying when we spoke as long as this lasts and yeah that's a good way to look at it. And there are so many great ingredients here that wherever it goes, it's going to be wonderful.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting me share. <laughs> I uh, hope that gives hope to people because I needed it. I know I needed it.
1: I appreciate your story. We all need it, right? Yeah. Everybody needs hope. I think so many people come to me feeling very hopeless. Yeah. And so please, please know that it's possible and it's not magic. It's not It's not something that happens in a minute. It can, but yeah. it usually takes takes work to really kind of reveal who you are and what you need. You're always, you always were that person but it was about really finding her again and then knowing what was possible and believing it and just really going with your heart instead of your head. So, so many great takeaways from this conversation, Julie, and I, I love your story, I appreciate you sharing it, and I thank you.
0: Thank you, I appreciate you so much, Sandy, and anyone who's doubting working with Sandy, just work with her. It's- <laughs> <laughs> or just call me. <laughs> I'll tell you more. I'll tell you more.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, thank you, Julie. It's it's just been an honor working with you and watching your growth and getting to meet you in person in New York City. Yeah, and we'll do yes again. definitely so thanks everybody for listening today if you love our show please rate and review us give us a five-star review on apple podcasts that is how you show your love and we love you for it and as always here's to your last first date if you are ready to get unstuck gain new tools become more empowered and finally find your last first date i'd love to talk to you Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.